Good morning, afternoon, or night. You're listening to Kira's Modern Desk, and I'm your host, Kira Crooms. Welcome to episode two, where I'll be discussing any and all things I wish I'd known when I started my business. Grab your water, coffee, or wine, and get ready, because we're about to jump in. Hey, hey, hey. It's been nearly two weeks since I released episode one of Kira's Modern Podcast which is what I have affectionately started calling this little soundbite. You guys don't judge me, okay? (laughs) And let me tell you, I'm completely blown away by the response. People I have not talked to in years have reached out to me, messaged, commented, letting me know that they thought it was awesome, that they're proud of me, that they missed my voice. And it's just so cool that I'm reconnecting with people in that way, all because of this little podcast. You know, I... I think when we get into the online space and we start doing these things, we don't realize that people are watching and you never know who those people are. And sometimes there are people from the past and how cool is that? Right. So, uh, I just, like I said, I'm completely blown away. I expected a couple listens, but wowza, wowza. You guys are incredible. So I wanted to start by saying thank you for that. Um, podcasting is a gray area for me. Well, at least it was. My husband had a podcast for years. I remember he would go in the room and shut the door and him and these two guys, they would talk for hours about tech stuff. And that's what they did. Um, My husband is a real techie guy. He loves games and computers and all of that. He can build you a computer if you ever need one, you know, shoot me a message. But um, (laughs) like I said, he had a podcast for years and I never had a hand in it. I never really knew anything about this world, didn't know what went into the editing or, you know, whatever. And I really wasn't sure that I would have enough to say to start my own. Though I guess in hindsight, that wasn't really true. I mean, I went on online, I went by Chatty Mulata for years because I'm chatty and I'm Mulata. For those of you who don't know what that means, it means I am mixed race. Um, and so that was my identity and it was so true. It's so true to who I am. So, you know, I've got plenty to say and I love to talk now. I'm just really passionate about what I'm doing. So here I am trying to give you guys, um, you know, what I know, my knowledge about that. So anyway, as I said in our intro this week, we are talking all about the things I wish I knew before starting my business. Don't get me wrong. I'm so happy to have learned them along the way, but there are things that would have been phenomenal to know from the beginning and things that had I known them, I may have steered clear. No mistakes, just learning curves. You know, I mean, I love what I'm doing and I'm very passionate about it, as I said. Um, But one thing I would love to help other women do what I'm doing. And had I known some of the things that I wish I knew in the beginning, then maybe it would have been a little bit easier. So that's the purpose of this episode. And I hope that you enjoy. So, all right. Number one, you don't need an LLC to run your online business. Yeah. So initially I was under the impression that I could fall into some kind of legal trouble without it. 
Um, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if I just watched too many movies or what, but that was my thinking um, that I had to have my business registered in order to start selling myself as a brand. Wrong. So wrong. You do not have to be registered. I'll be honest. I would have done it anyway because I like to be fancy like that and it just made me feel more legit. For me, it actually made Kira's Modern Desk a reality and put into my mind that I would not, could not fail. Um, not to mention, it's kind of nice having a business bank account set up where I can just, you know, keep the finances separate and balanced. I can pay myself and I'm not so worried about the tax side of it. Now, I won't, you know, tell you how much I made this year overall, but I think that um, I've, I don't think that Kira's Modern Desk is going to put me in a huge hole. So, um, but at least I'm learning now the setup so that next year when, you know, I go to my CPA, it's not like, um, so I did nothing, absolutely nothing. And so that is why I'm okay with the fact that I did my LLC, but you do not have to have one. And it really depends on how much money you're making, whether you need that business making count or not. Um, and I am not a bookkeeper and I am not a CPA. So do not take financial advice from me. I'm just here to tell you how I do things in my world so that maybe you can get some help in your world. That's it. <laughs> um, same goes for a website. I didn't need it. I don't think many people have even looked at it because my socials became my website, but I'm keeping it. I love it. I love building it, love updating it, love nurturing the blog I have there. It's an aspect of my business that I hope to grow. But if I don't, it won't break the bank. Um, I will say a dear friend of mine who needs some help in his business did reach out. And as we were on the phone, he was on my website. He runs a corporation and wanted to see how I could help grow his online presence. Because when they started the social media wasn't as big as it is now. And, um, he really needs some help updating his site and getting his, um, company out there on social media because like, had it not been for my website, he probably wouldn't have called me. He isn't huge into Instagram or, you know, Facebook, anything like that. He's just not big into social media. So he needs a little bit of help. And that's, you know, Instagram is where I really nurture my audience um, so I really can't call the website a huge loss because had it not been for that website, he would not have reached out to me. And actually that's happened a couple times now that I really think about it. Um, so yes, I do not regret my website, but you do not have to have it. Do not stress yourself out. If you cannot afford a website or if you do not know how to build a website, you can always learn but you do not have to have it. It is not a necessity. So do not feel like it is. Number two, clients are not going to fall from the sky. Oh man. I thought I was going to start my business, start a website, put my name out there and make AK months. I could not understand why no one was biting. Friends were sharing my Facebook posts to, you know, their friends who are also my friends, it was a whole circle jerk thing, right? And left and right, I was hearing how amazing it was that I was doing this amazing thing. Okay, great. 
great. It's amazing that I'm doing this amazing thing, but where's my return? What am I getting back from this amazing thing? And that place can feel so confusing and so lonely because people are telling you this, but you're not seeing the return. So that's when I started to wonder, okay, well, why couldn't I find clients? Well, duh, because I wasn't looking for them. Words like legion and email marketing and lead magnet, that was foreign to me. So I started doing some research. How could I find work as a virtual assistant? And like I told you guys, I feel so judged, but I know I'm not, but I feel so judged just going into this. But like I told you guys last episode, I tried Upwork. I tried Fiverr. Hire my mom. There was that new service from... Hello Savvy, I think was the name. I believe it. I tried that. Um, read advice to try Facebook groups, started answering job ops and started doing market research there. And that works for a lot of people. Okay. I'm not taking anything away from that strategy. In fact, I found one of my clients through the boss mom's Facebook group that said it was kind of a miracle because Facebook is saturated with hungry virtual assistants and hungry OBMs and coaches and mentors and name a niche. And well, Facebook is saturated with it. And it took countless comments and job ops for me to land that client. What ultimately worked for me is getting clarity on who I want to work with, exactly what I want to be doing with them and where they hang out. I started following people engaging with their content, DMing, not to pitch. Okay. I am not a pitchy salesperson. I don't like that. When somebody slides into my DMs and immediately they're pitching me, they immediately exit my DMs because I do not like the pitch. Okay. I like, I like to nurture my conversations. So I did not DM to pitch, but to connect. And that is when I started finding clients and I'll be real about it. Nurturing those relationships haven't just been good for business. It's been good for me too. I've made genuine friendships in the online space. And once I did, referrals started to happen. And that is where I am currently finding my clients. I'm so grateful for the people in my community. I was on the phone with a coach the other day. (laughs) And I was telling her that my vision of success is seeing people succeed who want to see me succeed. (laughs) It's like, it's like a success circle, right? Uh, If I'm not rooting for someone's business, then I don't want to work with them. And if they're not rooting for mine, then I don't want to work with them. I mean, it really is that simple. Work with people who want to see you succeed. Work with people who you want to succeed. Working with those people who you actually care about what they're doing, those people that you want to see their business grow, that is how we are all going to hit our goals. And if you have not found a client that you want to see succeed, sister, go find one because you are going to feel more energized than ever before. I promise you. Number three. 
probably my least favorite to think about, but here goes. Not everyone is going to like you. <laughs> the reason I don't like to think about it isn't because I want everyone to like me, but because I'm the, I like everyone sort of person. It really takes a lot for me to dislike someone. And even then I'm not nasty to them, but you will find, especially online where people can hide behind the screen and keyboard that sometimes your presence will rub people the wrong way for no reason whatsoever. Think about it like this. You're a business owner, not an influencer, but just like influencers, you have to put yourself out there to be seen. What is the number one thing we hear influencers say when they get a ton of hate or backlash? That they have to have tough skin. And baby, (laughs) you have to have tough skin as a business owner. I promise you. You will face rejection. You will face unwanted attention. And there will be people who simply don't like you. And you know what? That's okay. Because for everyone of those people, there will be a hundred who do. I promise you. I had a guy message me on Instagram a few weeks ago saying that my marketing was terrible and wholly unwanted. You know, it would have been a lot easier for him to just scroll on, right? Like, that's what we always tell people. If you don't like something, just keep it moving. But something about me and my messaging prompted him to be loud about it. I did get upset momentarily. I won't lie to you. I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you are putting your entire heart into what you're putting out there. Um, and I was new. It was like, I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. This random stranger popping into my DMS on Instagram, telling me how useless my marketing is. It just didn't feel good at all. So, um, yeah, I was upset momentarily, but then I said a prayer for him and I moved on and it taught me a valuable lesson. So like I said, You have to tough it up to be in the online space as a business owner. Some people are just not going to like you and you're going to get rejected sometimes. And that's just, it is how it is. So I am moving on because that is, like I said, my least favorite. Um, All right. Get guidance, but don't break the bank is number four. So I mentioned before that I work with a mentor and love it that I would always, 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 always have a mentor in my back pocket. But starting out, I had no idea that I could actually work with a business coach. Um, Like, you know, we always hear about these big name coaches. We see their seminars. We see their webinars. We hear their motivational stuff online. And so we think a business coach and that's it. That's, you know, what's his name? Tony Robbins. Is that his name? It is, right? Um, but <laughs> but that's who we think of. And so it's like, oh, I don't have $18 million to work with you. So yeah, that's never going to happen for me. But that is not true. It, it just isn't. So getting on Facebook, in the, in the VA groups, I started seeing names tossed around, um, people guiding other people to mentors and coaches. And so I started to follow a few and then a few more on Instagram. Actually, I almost signed with one that would have broken the bank. Um, Like I had it in my mind that if I didn't work with her, my business was going to fail. And I'm not kidding. Like I, I remember telling my mom and my husband like, oh my gosh, I've got to work with this lady. Like she's awesome. 
Um, you know, she's helped all these people do this. And I really thought that I had to sign with her. Um, but I'm happy to have found another that isn't all about the monetary reward. Um, she's not recommending I get a credit card to work with her and isn't pushing me to even work with her. I'm there by choice. So that is the best feeling is that it was my choice to sign with her and it was my choice to resign with her. Um, I don't feel like she pushed anything on me and you know, she was like, yeah, you need a payment plan. Awesome. I got you, you know? So I, I love that. So if you're struggling and really need help in your business, especially with the foundation of your business, I really, really recommend finding a good, great, awesome mentor who can set you on the right path. It can completely change the way you feel when you are, you know, right now, where, wherever you are right now in your journey, it can change the way you feel, especially if you're feeling like giving up. And if you need the name of a good mentor, I know one. And if that's not the mentor you want, I know a bunch of them. So hit me up. I will let you know, um, you know, the names of a few people. Uh, number six. I couldn't remember which number we were on, <laughs> but I think I'll give you seven because initially my goal was five, but now I'm thinking of like 20, um, but I'll have to stop somewhere or we'll be here all day. Right? So six, try, try again. When setting up your business, you will look into systems and procedures, processes, you will try them and you will hate a lot of them and wonder why you hate them because everyone else on the internet seems to love them. What works for everyone else might not work for you. And that is more than fine. You have to design your business to your liking and standard. If, if we all look the same in the world, would, would the world be a boring place or what? Like I think about it sometimes and I, cause I can get you know, it's easy to get in your head where you're like, okay, but this person is doing this and this is how it should be. Well, no, if I looked like the girl next door, would that be fun for me? Absolutely not. No. So stand apart and do your thing. An example of this is when I decided on a CRM and you all know, I love CRMs. It's what I talk about all the time. It's my favorite thing in the world. So <laughs> let me just, yeah, I was, I was going with HoneyBook. Every virtual assistant I knew was using it. They all said they love it. Yes, I had to have HoneyBook. This was it. This was it, right? And don't misunderstand. I like HoneyBook just fine. But it took me getting to know another system to realize that HoneyBook wasn't the system for me. Dubsado is. Um, is it Dubsado or Dubsado? I keep hearing two things, but I like Dubsado. So that's how I'm going to say it. And I will not change. Do not try to change my mind. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I prefer, I prefer its functionality. And now that I've learned it, it's just more user-friendly in my opinion, though. I know people who disagree wholeheartedly, no big, still singing the praises of Dubsado on my end. So, you know, but that is an example. I know a ton of people who still use HoneyBook. I, actually, you know, can do HoneyBook setups for my clients if that's what they choose. It has to be what the client wants and it has to be like, you know, their preference. But in your business, you do it how you want to do it. You don't worry about what the girl next door is doing. You might see that VA. And also this is another thing and something I had to learn and something my mentor had to teach me you are not the next VA. 
you get on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to grow my account so big and so massive and it's going to be amazing. And then you start looking at, you know, Jane and Sarah and Jennifer and whoever else. And well, she's got 8,000 followers and she's got 2,000. And I don't know. I mean, she's signing six clients. She's completely booked out. What What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you, girl. Nothing at all. She's just farther ahead in her business. She maybe has been doing this for two years, four years, five years. And that's, you know, that's cool. Just try, try again, and you will get there. That's all. And here we go. Probably the most important thing I'll say today. Number seven, get your mind right. Know what you want. Know what you want. Make a plan of action and actually believe in what you're doing. Doing the work is more than sitting at your desk and ticking off tasks. Doing the work until showing up for yourself. Whether it's your money mindset you need to fix or your mindset in general, show up. Finding the confidence in myself to know that I am running this ship, I can do this, I am doing this, that changed everything. It changed the conversations I was having, changed the messaging, and I started hearing from people that they were noticing. If it wasn't for a shift in mindset, I would not be here today talking to you. There's this little thing called imposter syndrome. And even to this day, I have bouts of it where I'll post something and for a minute I consider who is going to see that and what they'll think and am I just playing house with this business thing? But I shake it off pretty easily now. However, before, when I first started, I was ready to burn it to the ground. My anxiety was so bad, but it was my insecurities talking. I had so many limiting beliefs that I was stopping myself from growing. Growing in a way that I was yearning for. The way that I still yearn for, and I'm making it happen because I worked on my mindset. Since I started working on my mindset, I noticed my confidence take over in many conversations online and in person. This is hands down the best thing I did for myself and my business. I started journaling gratitude and goals in the morning and my thoughts at night. I picked up some books on money mindset and habit formation, started taking my vitamins, started moving my body, started affirming all the things I know I am, but I've been hiding beneath layers of doubt and trauma. I'll say this. This will be my last bit about number seven. You are not your past. You are not what other people have told you you are. You're not what other people may think about you or what you think that they think about you. You are whatever you want to be. Whatever you believe in, you are. So sis, get your mind right. Because we are going after things here. We are going after big things here. And with your mindset in the good in a good place, there was rejections. They don't feel like failures. They feel like growth. And that is going to be the best thing for you. So 
on that note, I have some journaling to do. (laughs) Thanks for listening. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about tools I use to run my business and some of my clients' businesses too. Hope you're excited for it as I am. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, or good night.